This podcast is for mature adults and may contain explicit language. The members of this podcast opinions are solely based on their experiences, interactions, and life situations. It does not reflect the views of everyone. Viewer discretion is advised. With your host, Legit, Easy E, the Tropic Queen, and Titus the Cop. Yeah. What is going on? You're listening to Lee Peeped It with the Topic Queen, and we are back. Finally, Happy New Year. I know the year has started off crazy. Absolutely. This has been a crazy start to 2019. Even with um, Donald Trump's uh, stuff outside of politics, entertainment, there's just been a lot of stories that have rapidly been coming out for the first eight weeks of the year. It's been insane. Yes, it has. And the first thing I really want to talk about is this whole Jesse thing. This this thing that's in the news is nuts. What is this going on like the last two weeks? And when the initial news came out that, you know, he had been attacked, I was like, what in the world? Like, what the fuck is going on? And initially I believed him. And then when the news started to surface that he was potentially lying about this, I didn't know what the fuck to think. I was like, wait, I need to wait until they have more evidence to prosecute him. And then today... The fool turned himself in or, you know, got arrested. It's crazy. It's really, really insane because I do think that, one, he didn't have to do this. That's, that's just to put that out there. For one, he did not have to do this. There's enough crime and things going on against people from the LGBT community and people from the black community that you did not have to put together this hoax to prove a point. And now I feel as though you've kind of dampered some of the work that the LGBT community has done and the black community has done for people to even believe that these things are happening to us. It wasn't until recent day, I feel like, that people started to really open their eyes and realize that police brutality against black people really does happen, that there's things that are happening to black people that uh, that no one's really getting an answer for. And the same thing for the LGBT community. They've been saying for years of how they've been abused and taunted and all these things. So to manufacture this is just, it's sad. It's sad on a lot of levels. And I said from the beginning when I first heard this that whether this is true or this is false, it's sad on both ends. Because one, this shouldn't be happening in a major city like Chicago. But two, there's no reason for him to come up with this type of story to be an advocate or to um, have people um, want to buy into whatever the social issues that are going on. And so I feel like We've been slapped in the face twice by this guy when it comes to him basically putting together a hoax. Like, how many people are going to have to eat crow because they were going to the hilt defending him all to come to find out that this guy paid people to do this? For what? Right, right. and just, I don't understand that. And I, I was reading it. something where he said he did it, you know, for his salary. And I'm like, this is motherfucking absurd. How many seasons of Empire are we on? And you're a singer and you're talking about salary. There's tons of people out there living on the motherfucking street. And, you know, we've had this conversation about people who have full-time jobs on the motherfucking street and would not do no shit like this for fucking money. So I think it's absurd. Like, you're making enough money. You can't possibly tell me that you're doing this for your salary. I don't understand some of these celebrities just 
do shit for clout. And out of all things, this is what you do. And I feel like, like you said, it sets black people back, 10 steps back, and people, you know, in the gay community as well. It's really sad. I can't believe. And what makes it even worse, like, the whole time when I'm reading this, I'm thinking, like, he was attacked by white men. He paid off, like, two other men of color to do this and wrote them a check and sent them out of the country. It's just a trash-ass thing to do all the way around. Like, you, you, to come up with this, to concoct this story, to get on TV and have this interview with, was it, was it Robin Roberts? Like, what yeah. were you doing? What were, what were you thinking to take it this far? Like, the, you know, even they're saying from the time he started getting this letter, there were some problems. Like, his story just didn't add up. And then you think about the city of Chicago. That's a city that I really love. I visit quite often, at least once a year. And Chicago has its problems. Don't get me wrong. But a hate crime? They have a whole gay community just like we do here in the Bay Area that's called Boys Town that's dedicated to them. And you don't hear about these things happening like that there. Like, so for me, it was a red flag that he said it was in Chicago. And, the, and another reason why it was a red flag for me was also because it was fucking freezing in Chicago at the time. What person in their right mind is standing outside in below 30 degree weather waiting to attack you? And two, three, what MAGA person is watching Empire? Come on. Right. This is like, let's, you, let's get real. And I just watched the interview um, that he had and I'm just sitting there watching him say all this stuff to her like, and thinking about how they said it was a lie and I'm sitting here looking at him like, now I really don't believe you. Just watch, just watching this interview and the stuff that's coming out your mouth. Like, this does not add up. And it's sad because, you know, a lot of people are out there blaming black men and straight black men didn't come to his side. And I'm just like, no, this is just so fucked up. Because there's people out there in the real world who really have to deal with this every day. Injustice in the workplace, going to the motherfucking grocery store, whatever it is. And you come up with this lie and it just makes us look worse. And it just reminds me of, you know, all the white people that call the cops on black folks for silly shit. And of course, him being a black man, of course, they're going to make the example out of you. But there's so many white people who do this shit and have been doing this shit for like the last year, even before that, and get away with it. Like, um, what was the lady? What did they call her? Barbecue Becky, the lady who was yeah. calling the cops on the people in Oakland for barbecuing and she claimed that they couldn't be in the area. Just silly shit like that. Ever since yeah. that incident, it's just been a recurring pattern. I just saw a video earlier today of this lady. I, I forget what city it was in, but this, these, these, this black couple was taking a picture of their daughter on a, on a, a brick runway. And I guess it's in a park in this city that's really, really popular. A lot of people mm -hmm. take their family photos there. And they're doing their one-year-old daughter's photo shoot. And this white lady, because she wanted to walk down the path that they were on with her dog, basically went to disrupt the entire photo shoot, throwing the baby stuff everywhere, the baby sitting there crying. Yeah. Like, lady, really? You had to do all of that because you felt like they you're calling them rude in a place that they say this happens all of the time. All of the time. I think it was in Baltimore because I think her husband was the 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 owner to the Baltimore Orioles at some point and she won all this money so she's this really super rich ass lady, but I'm like it's small things like that, but I do agree with you. We've had a slew of white people 
calling the cops on black people for things that are just completely outrageous, whether it's a student at Yale falling asleep in a public place to a lady harassing this young man that lives in the condo, the same condo as her because she doesn't recognize him and he needs to tell her where she lives to the cop that said that she thought somebody was in her apartment but purposely shot and killed this man in his own apartment. Like, the list can go on and on. I can go on and on and on about all of these false claims and false identities and false stories that these white people have created, these narratives that they've created to harm black people or to get black people arrested or to have the police called. But for Jesse, he took this way too far. Like, you took this to a level that I'm like, how do you come back from this? How do you, you come, how do we, how do, how do we believe anything else that you have to say? How do, how do I tune into empire when I look at you and all I can see is the, the lie and the deception. And it's like that whole Tyra Banks thing. Like we were rooting for you. Like we were right. astonished when we heard that this stuff happened and yeah. you know, yeah. black people and all people of color were coming together. People, LGBT community all coming together on behalf of you to find out that all of this was a lie. Right. And it's the crazy part about it is he's not the only one that has to suffer, you know, from these repercussions. Black people as a whole, we have to suffer like because of his actions. Right. That's why some black people, I don't think they realize like the shit that they do. We all have to suffer from your actions. We I'm all pay like, a debt. Man. man. We all pay a debt. It's never it, when when a black person does something, it's them. They all are like that. They all react that way. They all be that way. Everybody else gets individually said, "Oh right. no, that individual was bad." But you know, people of color, they and especially black people, they seem to lump us all together. One black person does something wrong, then we're all that way, and that is a perception that goes on and forward. And so, what he's done is he's pigeonholed us. So the next time that something serious happens. Are, are the police going to take it as serious? Are they going to do all this investigation? Because right. he wasted almost a month worth right. of time with this bullshit. It's like a the month. boy, like the boy who cried wolf. That's exactly how they're going to treat that shit, right? Like <laughs> they're going to, they're are they going to take this stuff seriously? And you know, I really wish I could hear from somebody from the LBGT community to see how they feel about how. This affects their community, especially black men, black right. gay men in Chicago, black gay men in the Bay Area, black gay men in Atlanta. Like, how do you feel about this? Because this is a huge deal. Like, how do you go forward? Like I said, how do you get past this? How does he move forward? I, I'm, I'm real big on having teachable moments and I'm going what can be the teachable moment out of this for him, for him to learn and to move on? I don't think people should be brandished for the rest of their life for their sins. There's got to be a way right. we can move past that, but what does that look like? Right. Man, I, I don't know. I'm still really in shock because <laughs> I didn't want to believe the shit. I'm like, this man could have not possibly done this. I'm just like, you're crazy. And it like it just goes back to white people doing this shit. And you, some of you guys might think I'm over-exaggerating, but it's like damn near to the point if I'm in the tampon or pad section and... I don't buy the organic brand of pads. You're going to call the police on me. That's how outrageous this shit is. It's nonsense. It is. And the thing I, and the thing I, I, I will say to this too is Jesse deserves everything he's getting as far as charges are being brought against him for filing, filing a false police report. But what about all these white people that have called filing false police report reports? Are they going to go back and arrest that lady that lied on Emmett Hill and decided to tell the truth Decades right. later, I just seen that like that took today. that took someone's yeah that right. took someone's life. 
So you mean she gets a pass because it was so many decades ago, but Jesse doesn't because it's right here and now? No, wrong is wrong and right is right. And if we're going to say that, then we need to go back in history. And all these people that got locked up for years for crimes they didn't commit, and these people knew that they didn't do it, yeah, I feel like they should be locked up for that. When these women lie and say someone has uh, sexually right assaulted them, them and mm -hmm. that didn't happen, yeah, you need to go to jail to learn a lesson. Jesse right. should not be the first person that's going to jail for filing, filing a false police report. I mean, just as recently as Chris Brown and all that stuff that went on with him. Whoever lied on him should have to do jail time. That's filing a false police report. You're tarnishing right. somebody's name. And usually when you slap rape or sexual assault to someone, it's hard for them to shake that. Right. And how many black, black men have been falsely accused, been fired, been locked up over white women or other women stating that they've been raped or sexually assaulted? For years. They've been locked up for years. The same thing I feel about Bill Cosby. And all these Harvey Weinsteins and all of that. A lot of people will say, oh, Harvey Weinstein got what he deserved because he lost his company and this, that, and the other. But he's not in jail. He did stuff that's happening that happened way more recently than Dr. Cosby. And Dr. Cosby's in jail, which if he did the things that they said he did, then rightfully fucking so. But it needs to be the same for everybody. If Harvey was doing these things and he was sexually assaulting these women, then he should be sitting in jail too. That's just my personal belief. So when people try to go, oh, well, Harvey got what he deserved because of this, that, and the other. Like, people try to just ride on Taraji when she tried to make the point that she was trying to make about Harvey Weinstein and his movie still playing. And I get that. His movies are still going to play and all of that because, you know, that's just the nature of the beast and the nature of business. But this man did not spend one moment in jail when the stuff that he did was a lot more recent than what Dr. Cosby did. Why is it, why is it any different? Yeah. White privilege is something else, isn't it? <laughs> right. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if if we're going to go and have this Me Too movement that these white women basically took over from a black woman, we need to talk about it fully because black women have been raped, mm -hmm. marginal, marginalized, dehumanized, mm -hmm. disrespected on every level that you can possibly think of. We are the most disrespected creatures on this earth. And for people to just dismiss a lot of things, Anita Hill, like Anita Hill and that whole shenanigans. And then you got Monica Lewinsky still crying about shit, but bitch, you got to write a book. You got to, you, there's shit that you still got to do. Anita Hill didn't get to write a book and become rich off of her story. You did. You, you still are, can be a guest speaker at some places. Anybody asking Anita Hill to come guest speak anywhere? Right. Come on, like, it, the writing is on the wall, and a lot of it, I have to say, is because black people do not stick together and make these issues a real issue and a problem. Like, that leads me into this whole thing with all of these designers and the racist shit that they've been doing with the blackface and the noose around the neck. What? Right. And, you know, it's, it's funny to me. I have a lot of thoughts about that when this resurfaced. And, you know, what kills me is as soon as, you know, celebrities or somebody famous gets money, the first thing they do is they want to spend their money on all these high-end name brands. And, you know, most of these name name brands are owned by white people. And, I'm, and, you know, celebrities are acting like this is a shock. And us regular people over here are like, what the fuck do you mean? This is not a shock. These organizations in these places have been fucking racist for centuries. I mean, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. They've been racist for years, and now all of a sudden, because they come out with, like, a blackface sweatshirt or whatever it is, 
now you're mad and now you're telling uh, people to protest it. And half the people you're talking to on Instagram and stuff don't even have the money that you have. And so really, it's you to be the example. You have the platform. Support your, support your own, but people want to make up the excuse and say, oh, well, you know, black businesses aren't ran the right way. And I'm like, because you've had a couple bad experiences with black-owned brands, all of a sudden it's the issue. There are a lot of great black-owned brands out there that you could support. If we would support our own and come up with our own name brands, we wouldn't need to fucking rely on this materialistic shit. And so it kind of, it's funny to me now all of a sudden you have a wake-up call or you have an epiphany about these places being racist. <laughs> right, because, you know, it, it, to me it goes back to black people wanting to fit into a white person's world instead of making the world our own. I yeah. feel like, you know, and a lot of people disagree with me and that's okay, but I think there's something too separate but equal. And I think the reason why they didn't want separate but equal because they felt like the black race would take things to a whole nother level and they wouldn't be able to steal our ideas and pick our brain and all of those things. We are the creative movement that goes through the United States. We are United States culture. Without us, they don't have a culture. That's why they appropriate everything. That's why they copy everything because what we do is what is America's culture. They don't have their own culture. Period. Right. At all, whatsoever. So their culture is basically stealing from other cultures. They've been doing that since the beginning of time. And there's a, a, a segment of black people that feel like, oh, no, we need to be all equal and share everything. No, I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way because we share, 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 share. And all they do is take, 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 take. Eventually, it has to come to an end. And I really wish some of these black, um, black uh, celebrities would try to uplift some of these black designers that they see, these small business owners, right. you know, these, these people that are trying to make, make a name for themselves off the ground. If Beyonce started wearing a black designer, do you know how many people would start following that black designer and start trying to wear their stuff? They want exactly. to wear what they see the celebrities wear. But if you guys take a step back and go, you know what? I don't need Gucci Prada and all this stuff to look right. good. I can right. go find me a black designer and have them design me whatever I want head to toe. Exactly. And it'd be completely unique to us and what we have going on. Stop putting so much power in these people's hand and you putting these power in their hand because you're giving them money. You're these, giving them money and that gives them power. And those motherfuckers don't give a fuck about you. They're just using them as puppets. They right. do not give one fuck. <laughs> and the sad part about it is that the really rich people don't patron Gucci yeah. and Prada and all of that. It's all the people that want to have the illusion of being rich that fall into these plants. Like, you, a lot of people need to read that book, The Millionaire Next Door. The Millionaire Next Door is a great book. I think a lot of people need to read it, especially black people, so they could get it. Mm -hmm. you, uh, people that are really wealthy, not rich, wealthy, do not wear their wealth. Right, right. They put their wealth in things that's going to make them money while they're asleep. That's where black people need to be thinking. And people like mm -hmm. Floyd Mayweather piss me oh. off to no end because he's right. just dripping, dripping in and arrogance and he's not humble and someone like him if he right. got a hold of a black designer and only wore that black designer's clothing oh yes. my god i had that conversation the other day with somebody we said as far as you know boxing and stuff goes he's up there but we're like you know people really look up to him and man he could really be you know a positive role model if he used his platform the right way but someone like him just doesn't give a fuck he's very materialistic he does not care you know at all <laughs> and, you and know, it's I, sad 
And I see him tweet something about, I don't give a fuck what all these other black people doing. I'm still by Gucci. And I'm just like, okay, brother. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Man, you you just you don't understand how big your platform is. Like what you could really do, the difference that you could really make. It yeah, it's devastating. It's 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 sad. Yeah, it's really sad. And I think that you know when you were talking about you know people having bad experiences mm-hmm. and and not want to repatron black yeah bitches because they had a one bad experience oh my god are you kidding me how right. many times do you walk into Walmart or Target and have somebody give you a something bad or you go sit down for lunch somewhere and you get bad service or your food's not cooked correctly do you just automatically all of a sudden just stop going to your favorite restaurants no you give them another opportunity to make it right right and so and i also think on the other side of that too black people go to a black owned business and expect to get a hookup every time but you'll go down the street to the asian people store and pay them full price for whatever they're asking you for why is that yeah that is a very good question. I don't, I, black people just can't get it together. That's if why we're we going that's why we're we don't trust to our, stay where we are. Yeah, you're right. Because together. if we don't get it together and we don't trust our own, how do we expect anybody else to trust us? Right. It right. just, it just, that's what we're, that's what we're screaming. I mean, even to this day, people feel more comfortable giving their money to white, a white man than they do to their own people. Someone mm-hmm. tell you, just, you know. You know, some your new friend says, oh, you know, I'm an accountant. I'm starting my own accounting firm. You know, I'd like to be a financial advisor for you. They would look at you like you're fucking retarded and go, man, you ain't touching my money. Why not? Right. right. And I was just thinking about that. You know, what happened to the black banks, black grocery stores? There, there used to be a lot of black grocery stores. And now there's really not that many. There's not too many left in the country. I'm just thinking Because like, we, we too, like white America has, has fallen into the the um situation where we feel as though we can't trust our own people right we think it's just it's just a sad truth we have fallen into that same epidemic of feeling like you know mm-hmm. uh we can't trust our own people and so since we can't trust our own people we're not gonna uh patron them or we're not gonna um give our business to them it's sad Right. And you you know, one example, one person that stands out to me as like a perfect example of, you know, not being all flashy and not materialistic is Kawhi Leonard. Because I remember when an article came out a few years ago and people were talking about he has all this money and he dresses that way and he only lives in a small apartment and he has a used car. And I'm just like, yeah, so what the fuck? He's smart with his money. You know, material things are everything. And it's just, it's funny to me. People, like you said, people who don't have a lot of money want to be flashy, want to fake it till they make it, do all this other stuff. And I'm just like, not everybody who has money is that way. There are a lot of people who are smart and wise on their money. Just think about a lot of the uh, people who had a lot of money and they blew their money (laughs) and they don't have no more money or they're sitting in a whole bunch of debt. (laughs) Or a perfect example of that is Chameleonaire. I remember Chameleonaire was sitting courtside at a basketball Mm -hmm. game and people were like, how the how the hell is Chameleonaire yep. sitting courtside? Like, we haven't heard a song from him in years. Yeah, he got his money from the music industry and bounced and went into the tech field. That dude is a millionaire times a millionaire. Same as um Spectacular from Pretty Ricky. His, right. his company blew up, like, within a year, and he's doing a lot for a lot of other people and their social media and their marketing, and people are like, well, these people don't have money. They haven't had a hit. Like, you don't realize. Like, you take your money and invest in it. You don't take your money and go blow it and buy a whole bunch of other stupid shit with it. 
You know, and I always say, I had this conversation with someone as well. If black people put as much energy, if black people put as much energy into everything else, like they do soul food restaurants and barber shops and beauty shops, if we supported other black owned businesses and we supported each other a little better like we do when it comes to our soul food and our hair and our appearance, we would really be on top. Just saying. Right, because the people all, all want to believe that fantasy that they see in the music videos. The big house, yeah. all the girls, and all the sad and the other. And I was watching this clip on President Obama, and he was saying something about masculinity and how he doesn't understand how these young men today feel more masculine with three or four girls twerking around them instead of being a man and having and being dedicated to one woman. One woman is enough. You need to check your masculinity if you feel like you have to have ten women around you dancing around you like that to feel like a man. And there's something to be said to that. Our culture has come into a culture where we uh, uh, emasculate women. And I won't even get on the whole how black women have been treated when it comes to dating and the light skin and the dark skin and who's pretty and who's not and mixed babies and all of that, all of that is a whole other topic for a whole other day that we definitely need to touch because I'm really tired of looking at this whole thing on social media about, you know, dating black women and not wanting to date black women and the reasons why they don't want to date black women. It's oh. disgusting, some of the stuff that I'm seeing. <laughs> oh, well, let's touch on that, though, a little bit, you know, because I had a long, like a four-hour-ass conversation with this about, uh, I had a four-hour conversation about this with a close friend and we were talking about that, how ironic, how ironic it is to think that somebody light skin is better and to glorify light skin children like a dark skin baby isn't cute. And the fact that you would be disappointed if your baby didn't come out light. And let me just say, back in the day, like being light skin necessarily wasn't a good thing. White people will look at you like, what the fuck? Either call you a nigger lover or be like, why the fuck are you messing around with a black woman? Um, you know, black men, black women were raped. So it's, it's ironic to me that, you know, you put somebody on this pedestal because they're light skinned, because they're dark skinned. It's an issue. Back in the day, that was not the fucking case. <laughs> But for me, I feel like with this whole light skin, dark skin thing, it's putting us back into like a slave trade. Yeah. Almost type and of thing. And that's my we're, point. We're, we're looked at as pieces of meat. Like these white women are like, oh, I only like dark skinned men with beards. Okay, we're not yeah. a, a, a appetizer off a fucking menu. Right. Either you like the person for who they are or you don't. I don't walk around going, oh, I want a black man that's darker yeah. than me and got a beard. Like, no, it's not. It, I mean, yeah, you have preferences, yes. But it's gotten to the point where we're, it's beyond a preference. That's it's a fetish. Right. It's a fetish and a preference. You're you're exactly right. A fetish and a preference is something completely different. And it reminds me of this um, tweet that went viral on Twitter. And it was a group of dark-skinned um, NFL players. And all of them had white girlfriends. All of them. Every single one of them had white girlfriends. And they were. it was so sick and disgusting to me. They were sitting there cheering at the table about having more light skin and white babies. It was so sick and disgusting to me. These are dark-skinned oh, black wow. men at the table cheering NFL players with their white girlfriends that they're, having, they're bringing more light-skinned babies into the family. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Like, this makes me so livid and sick. And it's just like, how can insecure and ignorant can you be like that that type of stuff is disgusting to me that it's you would be ashamed like you would be ashamed 
of your child's skin, the color of their skin. It's self-hate. It's, to me, that's what it is. It's self-hate. Because how could you be that excited about bringing in light-skinned babies? Like, it's, it's retarded to me to even... I, excuse me for losing that word, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. It, it's it's really quite childish, and it's quite ignorant, and you're showing a piece of yourself that you're insecure with being who you are. Black is beautiful. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how light, how dark. Black is beautiful. If you ask me, it's the most beautiful race that's on this earth. We come in every shade, color, and size, and we're on every continent in this world. Right. I don't understand how people don't see the beauty in being black, especially here in America. Even though it's hard for us, I like I've been I've always said, everybody want to be black, but don't nobody want to be black. And the thing about being black is, I really feel like we are God's people because nobody has been oppressed worse than us, and and, and I- we're still being oppressed to this day. And a lot of it comes down to our own people cooning, as I would call it, mm-hmm. for white culture because they want to fit in instead of setting a line. If that's who you fall in love with and they happen to be white or Mexican or Asian, then that's who you happen to fall in love with. But to only seek out someone else of, co- of another color so you can have light-skinned babies is atrocious and disgusting to me. Right, and I said this other day because every time um, you say, every time... I see some cooning shit or whatever on social media and the news. I always think about that saying. I got that from you where you're talking about everybody wants to be black, but nobody really wants to be black. And I think about how um, black men always have something negative to say when it comes to why they date outside their race and why they don't want to date a black woman. And it kills me because I think I go back to appropriation and I see all these videos of other, um, other women or other girls that are not black doing these makeup tutorials, trying to make themselves look darker, trying to make themselves have black features, you know, have bigger lips and, you know, they'll do anything to have a bigger butt and that type of stuff. For years, you know, black women had to deal with a lot of hate because of how big their ass was or how big their lips were, you know, their features. Now all of a sudden people want to look like us. And I'm like, I don't, I never understand how you bash black women and say you don't want to date her, but then you want to get with a woman that tries to appropriate everything that we do. I'm like... <laughs> How does that add up? <laughs> right. And then and 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 the attitude part. Like, oh, oh she's yeah. feisty, but with a black woman, oh, she's a bitch and this that, and the other, but you'll take shit from this Mexican girl that's hitting you and slapping you upside your head and doing all this fucking crazy ass shit. But if it's a black woman cussing your ass out because she needs you think you need to be a fucking man and be responsible for your fucking kids right. and your family and stop doing fuck shit, oh she's a bitch, she's doing too much. It's like dating the FBI. Yeah. But when you see this Asian girl do all this shit, oh, it's cute. Oh, she's feisty. No, nigga, it's the same shit. Right. It's just a different color. <laughs> and I had this conversation with somebody. I had to tell somebody. They're like, well, what about the men that just had really bad experiences with black women, like, when they were younger in high school? But I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you're not going to make a grown-ass woman. You're a grown-ass man now. You're not gonna, going to make a grown-ass woman pay for some shit that you dealt with in high school. Come on. We're not fucking teenagers no more. We're not little kids because you had a bad experience. And I always say, like, you're not going to blame that on all black women as a whole. You had a bad experience. With a black woman that just didn't have a personality or you guys just didn't fucking click or she just wasn't the black woman for you. It's not a black woman, white woman, Latino woman thing. It's you have the wrong woman. So when are you, you know, going to take responsibility and fess up to that and stop playing the blame game pretty much? Leandra, we have both been alive for a couple of decades. How many black relationships have we been in that didn't go right? Right. 
That's a part right. of dating. I didn't throw my hands up and go, oh, because this nigga wasn't shit, I'm not dating any right. more black men ever again in life. That sounds fucking stupid. It sounds like a retarded ass excuse. You're a little ass boy and you need to grow the fuck up. Right. It happens. That's what they, that's what happens in relationships. Right. You get together because you think you have something in common. You try to make it rock. It don't rock. You find somebody else to rock with. Exactly. It ain't got shit to do with color. There's a lot of black women out here that have dated black men on top of black men on top of black men that have gotten fucked over out of all 10 relationships she was within that black man and still to this fucking day saying, I want to marry a black man. And that's me. What makes it any <laughs> different for you? Right. And that's what I, and that's exactly what my response was. I'm just, like you said, I, I've been in plenty of situations where shit didn't fan out the right way, but never once was I like, fuck all black men I don't want to fucking date you like till this day I'm like I want to be with a black man I want to marry a black woman man despite that's never gonna change that no it's you're right it's never ever gonna fucking change and despite the issues that I've had with certain men no that's not gonna change there there's someone for everyone so you there's didn't a lid for it. <laughs> there's someone you're for goddamn everyone. right <laughs> There's a lid for every pot. You are exactly right. And I refuse to believe that my black man is not out there waiting for me to marry me. Shit. I just refuse to believe that. <laughs> Where you know what I mean? Right. I just, Shit, wherever you are, I need you to come out of fucking hiding, though, a little <laughs> a little sooner. Right. <laughs> right? But I just refuse what? to give what up on black men and paint all black men as horrible, horrible creatures, horrible people. Right. No. I, I, I had relationships with someone that we didn't meet eye to eye. We didn't mesh. We weren't supposed to be together. Okay, move on to another relationship. Get to know somebody else new. When my heart is healed and I'm ready to move forward and start start anew. But to just say a whole, oh, I had a bad experience with black girls, so I don't never want to date them again. No, you're using that as a cop and an excuse to go do what you really want to do on the inside, which is date outside your race. If that's what you want to do, then go do that. But don't come, you don't have to put down black women to uplift the bitches you decide that you want to date that are not black. Now, that's my problem. And that's my response. <laughs> To every black man that comes back to me with the, oh, black girls didn't like me, da 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 I'm like, no, you were just fucking with the wrong bitch. <laughs> Point blank, period. Right. End of, end of discussion. There's nothing more that you could tell me. There's really nothing more that you could tell me. You were fucking with the wrong bitch. That's all there is to it. Pretty yeah. much. And like, I, I remember one guy told me at one time, he was like, you know, black girls are so difficult. They don't ever want to go swimming. They don't want to ever have you, you know, let you put their fingers through your hair and all that. I'm like, you have a black mother. Mm -hmm. You know what it is to take care of our mate and how much we feel about our hair. You feel the same way because nigga, how many times do you go to sleep at night without your fucking do-rag on? But you're going to get on a black woman for want to wrap her hair up at night? This shit sounds so outrageous and stupid. It just sounds like a cop-out to me. And it's like, you don't know your own culture. You don't know who you want to build a life with. You don't want somebody that knows your struggle and knows what you're going through. Yeah, they can empathize, but they can sympathize, excuse me, but they can't empathize because they'll never be able to understand what it is to be black. Right. And you're going to have this woman raising your black children. Man. I don't care what you say, but once they come out, those kids are black. Right. She can't relate to them in the way they need to be related to when it comes to teaching them how to deal with the police and all of that. You're going to be an outraged white mom because your kids are going to get treated way differently than you're going to get treated. Right. Very it's crazy. crazy to me. 
And it's absolutely <clears throat> crazy to me. I sent you the video on um, Nick Cannon, his talk show, and he had, you know, that gentleman on there, and he was talking about, you mean to tell me when white women and nobody was there for you and black women were the only women that were there for you through thick and thin? And he was like, no, I'd rather have my brown sugar than my white cancer causing sugar. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Healing their wounds. You know, making sure that they eat, bearing their children, like all of the things that black women have gone through and still go through to this day. And for you not to, every time something happens to a black man, black women unite all around the world and go, that's fucking wrong. Let's find a way to fix that shit. I saw something on the internet that was completely outrageous. This black girl was literally getting raped in the club and you had black men on the internet, basically saying it was her fault that that happened to her. There's nowhere in America that something bad can happen to a black man and not black women all over the world go, no, we're going to do something about this because this is wrong. Yeah, I. But to have our own men in our own culture second-guess things that we say, not have our backs the way we have theirs, is a tragedy. Is a tra- and you wonder why there's so many black women out here that are not married. Right. There are a lot of black women who are not married because they're waiting for that right black man. And then you have the other motherfuckers who bash black women and decide to date outside of the race because of the issues that they have with black women. But yep, we're like in the gentleman said in that interview, we're the we're the number one divorced, separated or not married. Yeah, because they want the easy route. They want to be able to go do whatever they want to do with no accountability. They don't want to be accountable to somebody. And it, it's, it's crazy to me because you'd rather be with someone that doesn't have a backbone, can't have your back, than a woman that's going to stand up for you and your family on what's right. It, it's, it's ludicrous to me. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't think I'll ever understand it because I feel like that's a, a lot of what's wrong in the black community is that we don't see eye to eye on most things. We collectively can't get together and say, this is wrong. Let's do something about it. Very true. And that's why it was kind of disappointing because I've seen a lot of black uh, men on Twitter today upset. I'm just like, man, I can't wait to the day where black men and women just get it together. But Amanda Seals was blaming this whole thing on um Jesse and talking about his black men's fall and was trying to correlate this to Trump and whatnot. And I'm just like, girl, no, this is not the type of content that we fucking need right now dealing with this shit. <laughs> you and gotta that's be serious. Said, the thing that's going on with Jesse, we need to have a conversation for. Something isn't right. Our moral compass is off where you feel like you have to go to this extreme to up your salary or to become relevant or whatever the case may be. Like there's people that are out there homeless on the street. Yeah. Busting their ass every day. In Chicago alone, you had 15 homeless people die when that winter vortex came through there. And for you to come up with this elaborate scheme, something is wrong with you and broken with you internally. Instead of throwing him away, let's figure out what that is and try to make it a teachable moment of not doing shit like this. This affects way too many people for you to be pulling this type of bullshit. Right. What, what in your right mind thought this was going to fly and this was going to be okay? And then I'm hearing that, you know, people were saying he was referring to himself as the gay Tupac and trying to correlate his experience to Tupac. And I'm like, yo, dude, what is happening here? What, what are you talking about? There literally is a video of him saying, 
that he's the gay Tupac. Wow. Which I don't even know what that even fucking means. Um, wow. Because Tupac was literally brutalized by the police. Right. And he was an advocate like, for black people. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Jesse isn't an advocate, but Pac went through a lot of things because he wasn't willing to back down to anything. And I feel like right. if Pac was still alive today, a lot of these, a lot of these rappers either wouldn't exist. Yeah. Or he would have them in some... We would be in a type of revolution right now. You think that Tupac wouldn't have made a big issue out of this Trayvon Martin thing? Right, right. You know, all all these things that have been happening in the black... Come on, man. Tupac would have taken this kind of thing on his back and he he would have been... There would have been nowhere you could go where you couldn't see Tupac saying something about what's going on. Tupac would have been um, Donald Trump's biggest adversary. This thing is just so ass backwards, and it's like, like you said, you're not saying that Jesse couldn't be an advocate, but doing this shit, no, you can't be an advocate, though. I'm sorry. You can't be no. an advocate doing stupid stuff like this. <laughs> you can't be an advocate when you've gotten caught in one of the biggest lies of 2019. Man. If not the biggest. Like, you're lying bigger than the goddamn president. That shit is crazy to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, even the, even the fucking dumbass president came out and said... What, that's the most horrible thing I ever heard. Something needs to be done. Like, even him is like, whoa, this is horrific. And for it to be fake? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, there were so many people, like, heartbroken, ready to go to war for this dude. And it's crazy because, um, what is, uh, Ice Cube's son's name is O'Shea, right? Yes. Yeah. O'Shea Jr. And he came out and he was just like, dude, like, what's going on with you? Like, this is not right. Like, I really wanted to believe you. I didn't want this stuff to be true. And it's like, you really could have gotten people hurt because people were really ready to go to fucking war for this dude over, over his, <laughs> over his fucking lie, man. Like, man, I just don't. Yeah, think that's he- what I'm saying. He doesn't, re- I don't think he realized how, I mean. It could really have been some fucked up shit. It really, really could have been. Because us as a black community and LGBT community was really like, this is a fucking atrocity. This is happening in a major metropolitan city in the United States. This is not okay. Shit's about to go down. And then to find out this whole shit is a lie, like you, you're, you're going to forever be branded a liar. You're a liar. Yeah, man. That's. that's it's sad. That's- Absurd. You ru- you ruined your own career over some dollars. Yeah. God bless you with the platform that you're on. He dollars you with cloud, the opportunity. But I'm like, I'm like, how much more clout do you fucking need? <laughs> Shit. Exactly. You're on a major TV show. You know, that's why I say sometimes for some black people it's never enough. It's not enough. You, huh? it, being well known in the black community wasn't enough for him. He wanted to be on a bigger level. And there's people, and it's just sad. And there's people out there struggling, struggling, Mm-mm-mm. struggling beyond belief. Yeah, that's and and you out here playing games, that's and, crazy. and creating false narratives because you want to have more clout, more money, more whatever. Man, it's a sad, sad case. We live in a sad, sad environment, and it's hard for me not to believe that some of this stuff is derivative of who we have. As our president, because why? Why the need to feel like you need to go this far with the whole MAGA hats and this is MAGA country and calling you a faggot and a and a nigger and like really, come on, man! Like there's so many racist things that go on. 
there was no need for you to embellish and lie like this. Like That's why it's, it's a slap in the face and it's an insult for people who have dealt with experiences like that or who deal with experiences like that every single day. That's that's horrible, man. I don't even know what else to say about it. Just like, I don't want to fucking believe this shit, but it's just sad, man. I didn't want to, I didn't want to <laughs> believe in it either. I, I wanted to really believe what he was saying because I was like, this is crazy. No one would go to this length yeah. to lie like this about something like this when they didn't have to because things like this happen in our community every day. There was no need to, to do that. And then you took away time from something that from yeah, someone else yeah. that could have really used this time because right. you know they were taking this shit seriously and you're wasting police resources on stuff that's not even fucking true. Yeah. It's just, it's sad. It's just sad all the way around. And so it just lets me say... That it makes me feel that this year's Black History Month has officially been trash. We got one more week left in Black History Month. Man. And I don't even know how to make it better than what it is right now. It's 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 been one of the worst Black History Months I've ever seen in my lifetime. It's 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 ridiculous. It's ridiculous the stuff that we're going through. It's ridiculously sad that we're at we're at where we're at right now, especially with this Jesse stuff. We can't even celebrate the great things that are going on in our community because we're bogged down by racist fashion designers and people making up false narratives. It's just, it's just sick. Yeah, and um, <laughs> speaking of craziness, we're going to switch gears here, though, a little bit. So I do want to talk a little bit about, yeah, you're right, this Black History Month is just fucking nuts. Black men doing all types of nonsense, but we're going to switch gears here, and we're going to talk a little bit about this whole Tristan Thompson thing, and my whole thoughts on it, I'm just like, I mean, what did you fucking expect? I mean, what did you fucking expect? I didn't expect anything less from Tristan, (laughs) but that girl Jordan... Oh, my goodness. Okay, I mean, okay, let me just preface it with this. I don't feel one way or the other about the Kardashians besides they appropriate black culture a little bit too much for me, and I don't really care for that. I think it's pretty funny that Kim Kardashian has the healthiest relationship in that entire family, and she's married to crazy-ass Kanye West. It's, that's really interesting <laughs> to me. I think that it's it's really interesting to me that that family and the men that come into that family never come out the same way that they came in. Uh, it, it, it's 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 a sad case, but putting all that aside, putting the Kardashian and their and their shenanigans aside, Khloe Kardashian as a woman, I feel incredibly sorry for. She had a child with this man, and every time you look at this baby, you're going to be seeing this man because you created this wonderful life with this man, and to have your sister's best friend that you've been knowing pretty much her entire life. To step over those bounds and to sleep with your your baby daddy that you're still kind of worked through the last time he cheated on you with is the most heartbreaking thing I probably have heard all year besides this Jesse bullshit. Like, the girl can't win. She just cannot win. And I don't, sometimes <laughs> you just choose to love the wrong people. But that Jordan girl is out of pocket on so many levels. And I'm not even talking about connections or what Kylie can do for her and all of that because people I've seen all the memes of people, oh, Jordan hasn't responded or said anything because Kylie turned off her phone. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and memes of her being dropped off at a homeless shelter and all this other stuff that people are doing. Put all that shit aside and, and let's not talk about the material things. Mm-hmm. Friendship, girl code, being family. You don't do that. 
You don't ever step over those lines. And I'm like, why would you ever feel comfortable enough to do some shit 12? like that? How old is she? Fucking twelve. How old are you, Tristan? <laughs> like, what? If, Tristan is a dirtbag. What bag. you got business doing with this man anyway? It's like, dog, they're like thirteen. Come on. And uh, quite honestly, they probably would have never crossed paths if he wasn't fucking with Chloe. Right. I'm just, I, I just feel like there is a huge age gap there for one. You're fucking around at a fucking party. Like, you're thinking that you guys run in the same motherfucking circles. You're not thinking, like, hey, this is going to get back to someone. Or at this point, the nigga don't even care. This is, that's my whole fucking theory on this shit. You don't obviously don't fucking care that you're that bold, that you're hanging out with people that everybody fucks with. Y'all run in the same circle. You kissed this girl, whatever you did. You made out with her. And it eventually is going to get back to somebody. You obviously just didn't care. You want you want out. You don't give a fuck. Because you're not going to tell me that you thought you were going to get away with that at this point after all the shit that you've already done. He just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> He's either sick or he doesn't give a fuck. Like he either has a real addiction that he needs to deal with or he just does not give two fucks about what she's talking about or what what she's got going on. I'm a man, I'm a fuck around, that's what I'm going to do. And I remember And a lot of people People were saying that it was it was some of Chloe's karma because she took him from his other baby mom when the other baby mom well, was pregnant. And well, maybe that's ha- true. Hey, I, you know, hey. <laughs> I don't wish bad I mean, anybody mo- in the relationship, but hey, she did do the same thing. And there is that saying, you know, you might lose them the same way you fucking got them. <laughs> and, and it's not, and is it very, very not ironic that the girl's name is Jordan? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways, man. He really, really does. And things happen to people, and you sit back and go, why is this happening to me? God doesn't forget, man. Uh-huh. God doesn't forget. And I'm not saying Chloe deserved for this to happen to her, but it's it's crazy to me. Yeah, and it's like... That she's constantly having the same type of issues with this man. Like, girl, why did you even stay with him? And my, yeah, my, and my whole issue was, too, bitch, you should have known when he left his woman, because when he left his woman, which was a black woman, she was pregnant. This nigga ain't shit. Literally. Literally. He was pregnant by his current or his ex-girlfriend when he decided to leave her for Chloe. And I'm just like, I guess they can sit up there and talk all this girl girl code. I get that it's your sisters and you're going to have each other's backs. But, I mean, come on. You knew the situation before you got with him. Right. You're absolutely not. See, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. You know what? If, if things happen the way that they happen because of what you put out in the atmosphere. I hate that this is happening to her. I don't think it should happen to any woman. But you know what? You knew what you were signing up for. If he would do that to that woman while she was pregnant, what makes you think he was going to treat you any differently? It reminds me of what Nick Cannon said. It says, as soon as these motherfuckers get money, they get in the NBA, think they balling, they want to date whoever, treat all these girls, however, do whatever they want to them and not give a flying fuck because they think they balling. And that's exactly what I think the situation is. He just doesn't give a fuck. He, he doesn't. He, he needs, does not care. He needs to be single. If he wants to fuck around and do that, that's your fucking prerogative. But, dude, come on. You you need to figure out what the fuck you're doing. You have, what, two fucking children. You're fucking around. Like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> right. And and now you, you, you have a daughter. What are you teaching her? Yeah. And that, I always you're have that it? question for men. Even, you know, you said she has a daughter because you're not going to want a man to treat your daughter how you're dogging all these other women, but I also pose a question too to men who have sons. What are you teaching your sons? 
What type of example That's is that? More importantly, yeah, more importantly, what are you teaching your son how to treat a woman? And especially when we're talking about black women. I'm sorry. I'm 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 everything black for 2019. I'm 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 rooting for everybody black and I and that's my main focus. Normally <laughs> like I'm not Ray that said. way. <laughs> yeah, normally I'm not about that. Normally I don't let race be be a, a reason to advocate for anything, but I think that black people need a lot of love and a lot of compassion and a lot of understanding and we need to start sticking together because the world out here is cruel and the stuff that's going on makes no sense at all. And Tristan Thompson and and the shit that he's pulling is disgusting, dude. It's it's disgusting behavior. I don't care if it's against a white girl or whatever the case may be. You're a black man that have black children and you have a son and a daughter and you are a famous person. So they're gonna be able to look up all the shit that you did to their mom. How you think your little your son's gonna feel that you left his mom while he was in her stomach? He's eventually gonna know that. Right. He's eventually gonna feel a certain type of way about that. What do you think true that your little girl's gonna think? When she found out, her mom found out you were cheating on her when she was literally days away from having her. Then she's 10 months old and you're cheating with her aunt's best friend. That shit is fucking retarded. It's like Jerry Springer bullshit. Like, did you even use half of your brain before you... Like, why are you shitting where you eat? Who does that? Right. And that's another thing, what I just say with men in general. Men are dumbass cheaters. They do some the dumbest <laughs> shit. And, and instead of dating a bitch across town that don't nobody know about, we'll never find out about, you want to date your, your bitch's best friend. Or her like, cousin. Or, you know, we're in... Come the, on! We're in the social media era, so stuff gets out there, or you don't think that somebody can track you some type of way, or you just really get caught slipping and post shit on social media, because I've um, had men caught up Posting shit on social media, they didn't think I see it. Like, uh, nigga, you forgot you, uh, I followed you. <laughs> Man, right, social media catches everybody in some shit because people can't help themselves. People have become so narcissistic they cannot help themselves with posting the things that they're doing or where they're going and this and the other. And most men can't keep their lie together in to begin with. That's why it's so hard to catch a woman cheating. If a woman gets caught cheating, it's because of the nigga she was cheating with. Couldn't keep his shit together until the whole shit blew up. Women don't cheat where they eat. They cheat with somebody across the town that you'll never find out about. And the only way you're going to find out about it is if that nigga does something retarded and gets you caught up. But you'll never hear it from her. And I'm not advocating for cheating. I'm just saying, if you're going to do something wrong, do it right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Be fucking smart. Don't be a fucking dumbass. Ah, he, def- he definitely ain't in the clutch <laughs> when it comes to fucking relationships. This nigga is trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, for 22. <laughs> right. Like, who... Your your thought process is, is way off, bro. His, like, his, you, went to, you, took, his, you took everybody's phones away. Like, they don't have their own memory. He, you can't go walk out and say, girl... Hey, his, his thought process... <laughs> is non-existent. Man... Because they said that they, at this party, they supposedly took away everybody's phone so they didn't have evidence or whatever. That is so... But you have bl- that is so foul. You have bloggers and all kind of people in there. You didn't think that someone was going to, as soon as they got out from there, was not going to get online and be like, girl! And look, on um the real, uh, what's her name? Adrian, she was like, I, you know, I have a connection and she confirmed it's true. A messy ass Jason Lee who was on Love and Hip Hop, his ass was talking about, hey, I had a friend too. I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> Somebody knows something. This shit must have really fucking popped off because goodness gracious. 
<laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's so outrageous. And how many times can you humiliate one person? Man. It's just, she's, I hope that she learns her lesson and she moves forward and she does what's best for her and her daughter because she does have a little girl. Uh-huh. And I'm not one to wish ill will on anybody. That's why I said I'm putting all my my feelings about the Kardashians and how they go about life and how they go about doing things to the side. This is just a woman-to-woman thing. Like, yeah, you need to let that go and you need to do what's best for you and your daughter and the right man will come to you. You won't have to go looking for him. And maybe you need a man that's not in the entertainment business. I'm not saying a broke man, but maybe you don't need a man that's playing basketball or whatever. Maybe you need a man that makes a great living for himself but doesn't care about the limelight. You know, maybe yeah. Tristan got with you because he knew his basketball career wasn't going to be the thing that people knew him about. Now all Tristan Thompson is a basketball player that fucking can't keep his dick in his pants. It's crazy. Oh, and speaking of basketball, yes. We're going to talk a little sports here. So, Lakers decided that they weren't going to get rid of all of their young core. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's a great decision, but I think it's a little bit too late. Like, you literally put up your entire core to get one fucking person. You don't think they all don't feel a certain type of way about that? Right, right. I think they only traded, what, Zoo, Zoo, right at the trade um, trade deadline. But, yeah, they def- all those players definitely did feel some type of way about it. And I was reading something where Magic Hat flew out to talk to the team to let them know that it's okay you're here. Like, no, dude, you really, like, I don't think they really understand how this affected the team. Players and stuff were fighting with Luke. Mm-mm. Yeah, but it all comes down to LeBron. I hate to say this, but it is. LeBron came over here with this fuckery. And, and <laughs> I really still feel like they should have never went after LeBron. LeBron's not the answer. You know, maybe he might be able to bring a championship. He may get them through the playoffs this year. I don't think they're going to get him past the Western Conference Final because you don't have a team of young people that believe in you. Right. They basically were going to sell them all off in order to get you the team that you wanted so that you can win right now. That's not fair to them. Right. And you know, see, that's not fair to them. That's not fair to Luke. And I feel like you you did a disservice to those young men by basically telling them you're disposable if we find the right player that's willing to take all you players so that we can get what we want so we can win right now. That's fucked off. And I didn't agree with it from the beginning because what are you going to do after the couple years LeBron's done with LA and wants to go somewhere else or retire. Right. You got to start all over again in a worse position that you were when LeBron got there. Right. This is some of the reason why we were first talking about this. I said, I did not want LeBron. Go get Kawhi. Yes. Mm -hmm. Go get Anthony Davis. Yes. Go try to get Boogie. Yes. Go after Klay Thompson. Yes. But LeBron? No. Right. And my whole thoughts were on it too was LeBron was hurt for some time, and I'm like, can this dude even really stay healthy? And you're talking about getting rid of your young core, and we don't even know what the future holds because, you know, he's healthy now, but we don't know what the fuck is going to happen in the future. If he can't stay healthy and he's going to be out several games, and you're thinking that um, AD and LeBron are going to be your only answers, like, no, you need something to build around that. And that's why, I was, that's why I'm just like, no, stick with what you have. And I always go back to the Warriors. Even though the fucking Warriors get in my nerves, I always go back to them because they always were a good young team and they would come up short in the playoffs, but they were really good and they found all the puzzle pieces and they had a very young core and they developed into something great and have won multiple championships. And I think that's what could happen with the Lakers instead of them being... I don't understand why the Lakers 
have have this mentality now where they're like so desperate to get who like ever it never used to be that way like players wanted to come to lakers it wasn't like oh we have to get on our knees and beg and plead for you to come here and like kobe said like if a motherfucker doesn't want to fucking play for the lakers then they don't need to be there Absolutely. And you had a young core of kids that wanted to be there, wanted to make the Lakers great again. And you bring LeBron over there and they're thinking, okay, we got a player that's going to help us take us to the next level. And then to find out that you're putting your whole young team on the chopping block so that you can go after another player to please LeBron. It was crazy to me. I, I don't agree with the way they're going about doing it. I wouldn't be surprised if some of those players are like, I don't even want to play here anymore. Send me somewhere else. Could you really be upset with them? Could you really be mad? Could you, I mean, because if this happens again, then you magic flying out to the team and talking to the team means diddly squat to me. Because if I feel like at any minute when you get a hair under your ass, you're going to put us all on the block. We all are disposable to you except for fucking LeBron, who's only going to be here for a couple years. We're the team that thugged it out after Kobe left. Right. We are your young core. You should be developing us. The Warriors didn't get to where they are because they handpicked players from here, there, and the other. The majority of their team is their core that they built from the ground up mm-hmm. through the draft. Other players that's come and wanted to play there because they like what they see and they want to be a part of a winning culture, and that's who the Lakers used to be. Right. Why we've turned into this thing where we've got to build a super team to beat the Warriors is you're never going to win. Look what happened to the Houston Rockets. They just knew right. they had a team that could beat the Warriors. And they, get, and they couldn't do it because that's not the way you go about building a championship team, period. I agree with Russell Westbrook. We got a bunch of pansy-ass players today that don't want to earn a championship. You want a championship because you beat the best. You put your players together and you beat the best team that was out there, whether people felt like you could beat them or not. Every team has an opportunity at the beginning of the season to be a championship contending team. You don't have to put together this super team to beat it. The Warriors are very beatable. They lose to teams all the fucking time. Right. And KD actually, you know, he made a really good point as well because he talked about how there's such, you know, negative energy about LeBron and where he's going to go and what's going to happen with LeBron and the Lakers. Like, he makes a good point. It's always some type of fucking drama, isn't it? It's always some type of drama surrounding LeBron. (laughs) It is. It's always some drama surrounding around LeBron because LeBron likes it that way and the media likes it that way. The media has been hyping up LeBron since LeBron, before LeBron even played one minute in the league. That's why I've always had my problem with LeBron because they didn't let him be great and us just watch him become great. They were force-feeding us that he's great and calling him the king before he even played one minute in the NBA. Kobe earned his name, the Black Mamba. He didn't. It wasn't given to him. He earned that fucking name. And I just don't understand how we've come into a culture where we just give people stuff before they even fucking earn it. Now, I'll give it to you. LeBron's earned his title now. He is who he is. People love him. He'll never be a, a favorite player of mine, but I'm not taking anything away from him. I just feel like they've set a precedent for him, and now everything moves according to what LeBron James wants. Magic wasn't that way. Jordan wasn't that way. Kobe wasn't that way. All those players that said, if you come to this team and you play on this team, you're going to give me everything you got while you're here. And if you can't do that, then you got to go. Yes, so um, we shall see. The Lakers have the Houston Rockets tonight at 730 on TNT. We'll see how their first game is back, um, you know, after the All-Star break. Oh, Lord, the All-Star break was something, the All-Star break was something else. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, you but know. But I'm glad that... <laughs> I just... I'm glad that we're at the All-Star break, though, because now uh, um, we can um, 
focus on the second half of the season and uh, we don't have to worry about Man, um, and we don't have to worry about yeah and hope that we can get into the playoffs somehow some way I'm, I good God good God the, at this point the Pray Lakers can't afford yeah I'm over here praying um, praying emoji uh, the Lakers definitely can't afford to lose too many more games because we all know that the West is really tight um, so they got to come with their A game every night so we will see how they look tonight against yeah, the Yeah, and LeBron being out for as long as he was was such bullshit. Like, the only reason why he came back and played a couple of games before All-Star break because he knew people were going to have a fucking cow if he sat out all the way to All-Star break, but all of a sudden, miraculously, you can play for the All-Star game. And Fuck then, out of here. And then he didn't actually play in that Boston game, and that was a big-ass game, and the Lakers ended up pulling that one off without him. What is it? <laughs> he's, a, he, he's such an ass, dude. I just... It just makes it reminds me of being at that Raider game and getting into with that fake ass LeBron Laker fan. They make me sick. <laughs> she went off on this fan, y'all. <laughs> they make me sick. All those LeBron bag and wagon fans make me. They're they disgust me. <clears throat> she went off on this cat, y'all. Man, well, excuse me. I mean, without much of his help, you know, Rondo was the one that really came through in that game. So. I mean, kind of almost was like <laughs> Bron Bon was non-existence, which it seems to be in some games. His inconsistency. Now we're gonna switch gears again. So what I want to talk a little bit about is, you know, we're in the new year, and I know y'all all have like crazy holiday parties, but one thing that really struck me over the holidays and like got me thinking was holiday knows. You know, you just certain things that family members or close friends or whoever it is that do at functions that just kind of like piss you off and irk you. Like, you know, asking you questions that they don't need to know anything about. Like, it's none of your business. Like, why are you asking me this? Like, all up in your group. Yeah, you know, holiday time is a time of year that you try to you know, spend time with your family, catch up with family members that you don't see as often. But there's always that one aunt or that one uncle that just takes shit a little too far and it's always in your business, whether they're asking you where your man is at or they're asking you when you're going to have children or they're asking you what you're doing with your money and your career or, um, you know, just just all in, oh, you gain weight this year or you're fat now or whatever the case may be. They all got some nasty derogatory things to say. And I just feel like there are certain things in the holidays that people need to remember that there's some etiquette to the holidays. Right. Just because you're someone's family member don't give you carte blanche to just say anything to them, especially when they're grown. Right. Man, I... People overstep their boundaries. They do a lot. And then, <laughs> this is the one that kind of pisses me off. I said... Y'all, I made a whole list for this. I said, don't ask me to take pictures with an old-ass camera and you don't have your ankles right. I know how to take pictures. Thank you. You know the motherfuckers that always want you to take pictures and get mad because you've got an old, outdated-ass camera and you standing over there and you ain't got your fucking angles right and all of a sudden it's my fucking fault. <laughs> like, get your camera shit well, together. Well, yeah, that... Get it together. And to, like... What if I don't want to be all on your social media like that? Oh my, that too. People posting pictures without your fucking approval. Like, no, I don't like that picture of me. Why am I getting a notification on Facebook? I'm not even on Facebook like that. Or you're posting this shit. Or we ain't even cool right, like, like I, <laughs> right. And And the thing that kills me is that 
They always took the picture where they looked the best. And not me. What about everybody That's why else? I always tell people, hey, before you send that picture out, you need to send in a group text. Who's ever in this picture so we can all approve if this is the one that needs to go out. <laughs> right. Because it's absolutely ridiculous for you to just be posting pity. Come on, man. Everybody wants to look good in their photos. No matter where that photo is going to be posted, nobody wants to look crazy in their photos. Take a second look at the photo and make sure that everybody looks good in that photo. And also, if you know people are on social media doing other things besides their personal stuff, make sure that it, it, it catches their in a good light. Like, this could be money that you're messing with. This could be their job that you're messing with. And you're just posting any old thing on the internet. It's, it's not okay. People need to really realize that. And then people want to give you your give you their two cents about shit that like you don't even care about. Like, why are we talking about this right now? I didn't come to you to vent. <laughs> like, why are you oh, telling uh-huh. what I need to be doing? Unsolicited advice. Yes, like yeah. no, I I can't stand that type of shit. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> yeah, people people really feel like they have. Uh, a right to just be all in your business and tell you what you need to be doing on situations that they have no idea about. They just think they know. So they feel like they're helping or whatever, but I didn't ask for your help. I'm a grown ass woman and I can figure out what's best for me in, in the proper time. Don't ask me, Period. don't ask me how much fucking money I make. And <laughs> we're not getting into the whole finances thing. Like, no, we're not. That's rude. I mean, I, you know, I always preface that with, if you're comfortable telling me how much you make, I don't have no problem telling you how much I make. Then the, in, the conversation ends. Yeah, that's that's how fucking backwards that is. Don't ask me how much I make unless you're willing to disclose how much you make. Just because you're my aunt does not get, qualify you to be all in my business like that. Men are thinking that I can give you a little bit extra more because you see me doing this and that. Okay, so you keeping tabs on me <laughs> to figure out, to plot how much I need to be giving you for something? Hell no. Or um, expecting something from you because they know you have a good job. I don't see you all year. You don't call me on my birthday. You don't call to say nothing to me. But all of a sudden on Christmas because you to feel like you see me on the internet and I'm living my best life that I should be getting you something. Absolutely fucking not. Man. If I only hear from you in the holiday time, then that's all you're going to hear from me. It's hello in the holiday time. Shit, this is why sometimes I'm like, I think I'm going to skip that function. <laughs> this year, I don't think I even want to go. Y'all not going to see me. <laughs> well, I'm trying to avoid all this making shit. it that way. Man. For real. They make it that way. You make it so uncomfortable for people that they don't even want to show up to their own family gatherings. And then the final question, the grand finale. Um, So you ain't got a man yet? When you don't get married? What's going on with that? <laughs> Why are you still single? What happened to the, uh, your last ex? <laughs> and you're like, really, bro? Like, this is the time that you want to have this conversation like, at Thanksgiving dinner? Like, I'm sitting here. Fuck out I'm of sitting here. here trying to enjoy my macaroni and cheese and my uh, rolls, drink a little wine, and you're killing my buzz right now. <laughs> the macaroni. You're really killing my vibe. The macaroni and cheese don't even taste the same because I got a bad taste from the last nigga. <laughs> Right, like, oh, when are you getting married and when are you having kids? Why aren't you? But girl, your guess is good as fucking mine. When you find a good man, send him my fucking way. Because I've been looking, bitch. I haven't been sitting on my hands. Send him on the next red eye out. Fuck. Right? Like, you think I want to be in here hella single? No. And if I am in here hella single, it's my choice. Leave me alone. Right, y'all ain't a reference. 
A man doesn't. A man does not define me, nor does a child. That and that's what kills me too. When we're uh, speaking of people who, who want to be single, people always think that like single people are just so lonely, lonely and desperate and like fucking depressed. Like, no, I'm actually enjoying my life. I ain't bothered by anybody. I'd rather be single than be with a fuck nigga. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that that's just crazy to me. Like, you know, I'm not single now, but when I was single, I was very content with being single. I didn't have any problems not being single. And people were just like, "Oh my God, you're getting close to forty. Don't you want to get married?" And this, no, I'm perfectly content. Why is this like being single a curse? Maybe more of these people need to be single so they can really find themselves, so they're actually ready for marriage, than just getting married because people are gonna talk about them being close to forty and not being married. No, I'm gonna fucking do it the right way, and I'm not gonna just hook on to somebody just because I'm getting close to 40 and I need to be married because it makes you comfortable. I don't give a fuck about making you comfortable. Marriage is a real thing to me. If I get married, it's forever. I'm not just getting married to for an image or whatever the case may be. And whoever said that being single was his death sentence. Right. Like I'm out here living my best life single. Right. Nobody's stopping me from doing anything. So any man that enters the picture now is only going to be an additional bonus. I don't feel like I'm lacking or losing anything because I don't have a man in my life. I used to hate when people said that when you're single. It's not that I can't have a man in my life. I can have a whole bunch of men in my life. It's about having the right man in my life. And I choose to be single until that right man comes along. Right. Period. Right. You make a really good point, and a lot of people just hop from one relationship to the next and don't really know what the fuck they're doing, haven't had any time by themselves, they don't really know who they are or what they fucking like to do because they're just so content with somebody being on their fucking arm all the time. And then that also goes to people who think that single people can't give relationship advice. I'm not going to give my unsolicited opinion, but if you're asking me, okay, but don't get mad and be like, you're single. What the fuck do you know? Like single people have never been in relationship or they haven't been around people who modeled good relationship behavior and what it's like to, you know, be in a faithful or committed relationship. And you're just like, well, you're single. You don't know shit. And I'm just like, there's a lot of motherfuckers who are married or in relationships that are in toxic situations. So yes, I've learned a lot from seeing certain things. So because I'm single, I don't know any better. Okay. Right. Or because I'm single, does it means I've never been in your situation? Yeah. Yeah. Just because I'm single now doesn't mean I've been single my entire life and doesn't mean I haven't come across a situation. And if it's a real friend, whether she's single or not, she's never going to tell you something that's going to hurt you. She's giving you advice because you've asked her for it, and this is your opinion from the outside looking in. And sometimes you are better at looking at situations when it's the outside looking in. And sometimes people that do give this advice should take some of their own advice. But at the end of the day, your girlfriends are your girlfriends, and you know who's miserable and who's not. Because I do think there's a fine line of women that are trying to tell you what to do with their relationship because they're miserable bitches. And they're not, you know yeah. what I mean? They don't have the best interest at heart for you. You do have to pay attention to who you take your advice from. But if this is your girlfriend and you've known her for a while and she knows you inside and out and she feels like, you know, you're not doing the best you can do for yourself, you should take heed to that. Because your best friend or your really good friend or your family member, God willing, would never put you in a position where they would tell you something that's going to harm you. Right. So I say it's all on who you take that advice from. That's the biggest thing. And uh, these days, because everybody's social social media happy, they feel everybody feel like they got an opinion on somebody's relationship. Well, you can't get mad at someone having an opinion on your relationship when you're putting it on fucking social media for everybody to have an opinion right, about it. And that's the problem, though, because people seek so much validation 
on Twitter. It's like, you don't even know these fucking people. Why are you seeking validation? And a lot of these people just doing this shit for clout, doing this shit for attention, and it's not really how you perceive it. Something else is going on behind the scenes, and it's not what you think it is. Trust and believe. That's what it is majority of the time. (laughs) There's always two sides to every story. You never know fully what goes on in people's households and in their bedrooms and getting on Twitter and spilling all your guts on Twitter and then getting mad when people have an opinion about the snippets that you've released. You can't really be upset about that. And you can't really be upset about people having an opinion that you've displayed for everybody to see. But I also think that a lot of times people do things to get attention. It's attention-seeking. Like, if I'm having a problem in my relationship, bitch, you better believe I'm not taking it to social media. I'm going to have that issue within my relationship with me and that person. Maybe my close girlfriends will know because I'm frustrated or whatever I need someone to talk to. But I'll be damned if I... Like, there's certain people on social media that you know exactly where their relationship is because everything is on social media. You know when they're beefing. You know when they're all lovey-dovey. You know every step of their relationship and the status that it's in because they put everything on social media. Some things have to be just for your relationship. And I think it's because we're in a culture where everybody wants to be famous. They want to feel validated by their peers. Right. Everything doesn't need validation. I don't need that type of validation. The validation I need are for the people that I love and care about me. I can give two shits about what the person in Kansas thinks about me that I'm never going to meet or have any interaction with. Right. And... I know, um, I know one thing, like, y'all motherfuckers ain't gonna know who it is until it's time to get fucking married. <laughs> I'm not doing all that shit where people are like, you need to post me, you need, we need to take more selfies and post it here so we can get more likes. Nah, we're not doing all that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I will post you on my social media if I feel froggy and feel like posting <laughs> you. Otherwise, no. Right. You're not gonna tell me what to do with my social media page or how much I supposed, no, no. Right. No. Right. And I also, um, I meant to say this when we were uh, talking about, um, when we were talking about the Lakers, I want to give a shout out to uh, Laker Nation. And also, um, it was a Laker user who was on Twitter. Her name was TV World. Um, she did a lot of, di- wrote a lot of different articles on the Lakers and sports. And I believe had her own blog and entertainment and comedy going on. And, um, I believe it was Lakers World Podcast. She has started a podcast with another uh, Laker fan on Twitter. And I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to, you know, all her friends and her families and send my condolences to her. She had passed away and, you know, she um, had a very popular presence on Twitter and, you know, always loved to give her Laker opinion and takes and, you know, live tweet during the games and people would interact with her. So I just wanted to give, a, you know, a shout out to her and um, my condolences to her. And some of you might not know what I'm talking about, but, you know, um, Laker fans are really deep on Twitter and it's really like one big United family. So I just wanted to give her a shout out. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of the saddest things that I've heard this year. And uh, she did have a really big presence on Twitter. If you were a Laker fan um, and you follow other Laker fans, even if you didn't follow her, she had to absolutely come. Yeah. Come across your timeline. Um, Her and one of her really good friends had a podcast together talking about Laker, all things Lakers. So definitely um, let's keep her, her family, and her friends, and our prayers. That's a really big loss to Laker Nation and a really big loss to her family and friends. Yes, so. and she went by um, TV. That's what you know most people referred to her as. So I just wanted to make sure I didn't forget that. But uh, I really hope that you guys enjoyed um, this first podcast back. We were really excited to be back and give you this new content. 
in the new year. Um, definitely stay posted with what we have going on and please engage with us. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Um, you can hit me up at peep the one and only and the topic queen, topic queen, the topic queen at DA topic queen. Um, we're both on Instagram and Twitter and we also have a joint Twitter and Instagram accounts at we peeped it first. And you can also email us at we peeped it first at gmail.com. And we're pretty much on every platform and it's very exciting because this past year, um, we are now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So that was really big for us. Um, we were really excited to be on those platforms. We know a lot of you guys listen to podcasts on there. So please don't be afraid to, uh, you know, check us out. Give us some feedback. If you want to be on a, a show, you know, please let us know. You can also donate to the podcast on Anchor. Um, it helps us be able to give you more exciting content and sustain this podcast. So, yeah, please do not be a stranger hit us up yeah please do hit us up let us know some topics you want to cover if there's a topic that you're really passionate about and you want to come on and be a guest please let us know shoot us an email hit us up on our social media platforms we will definitely get back to you and get that settled and set up so that we can get you onto the show um and your guys interaction is a really big deal to make this show go forward um, a lot of the stuff that we come across, come, we come across on social media. So if there's something that comes across social media and you're like, oh, my God, we've got to talk about this. I have a really big opinion about this. Let us know. We would love to talk about it. Um, we're, we plan on doing a lot more live events this coming year. So please, please, please keep locked in to what we've got going on and definitely communicate with us on what you want to see on the show going forward. Happy 2019, everybody. Yes, and also, um, if you see something, hit us with the hashtag, we peeped it first. I think we should get that hashtag out there and get it going. See something absurd, something you want to talk about, something funny, hit us with the um, hashtag, we peeped it first. And <laughs> Absolutely, because we'll be checking that hashtag, and we will talk about what we've seen when we hit the hashtag. And if there's something that you feel like we peeped and it was just absolutely outrageous, Please let us know. Hit that hashtag. Yes, hashtag we peeps it first. <laughs> this is your girl legit and the topic queen. And we're signing off and um we're signing off until next time. Um never forget we peeped it first. <laughs> we are out, <laughs> tro. <laughs> Peace. We peeped it. Don't ever forget that. <laughs>